Lily Carvalho, and I'm a personal trainer and bikini competitor. Mm -hmm. So what made you get into personal training? Um, honestly, I think the, the personal training um, is just something that I kind of fell into. Um, I originally was bodybuilding for myself to get stronger, to be better. Um, I was actually attacked in college with some girlfriends and I ended up attacking the attacker and uh, I ended up choking him out and he had a gun. I didn't know, obviously, because I wouldn't have done anything. But uh, uh, from that point on, I said, you know, I need to get stronger. I need to be, you know, you know, just never know when something like that could happen. And, you know, it was a Monday night in a very small town. So it uh, it kind of propelled me there to get stronger. Um, but, I mean, as for personal training, it's just something that I kind of fell into and realized I kind of have a, a knack for teaching. So whatever it was I was laying down, they were picking up pretty easy. So your first reaction was to choke someone out. That's very... Well, they were down on the ground, like, um, holding the person's legs mm -hmm. while someone was robbing my guy friend and going through his pockets. And at that moment, I realized I was not the flight. I was the fighter. And I jumped in and I said, no, 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 this isn't happening anymore. And uh, they uh, later realized what was going on as I was, like, taking the one person out and they punched me in the throat and then they all ran away. Did you have any kind of combat experience, like, you know, jujitsu or anything like that? Or was it just an instinct? No, it was just pure instinct. I mean, like, when I was a kid, I did taekwondo, but, I mean, they don't teach you to choke someone out. It was just, he was down on his knees holding the person's legs, and I was, like, hiding my purse behind a hydro pole. And I came back, and I was like, prime opportunity, going in. <laughs> That's a very... See, most people would have just, like, either left or like flight and flight and yeah i'm the fight i that's what i learned <laughs> oh, that's yeah i just i couldn't handle it i just i saw my friend there and i just yeah i just i couldn't run away that's interesting yeah. so uh obviously do you feel like you're an aggressive person i'm just this is curious or is that something you just you're very protective <laughs> I'm very protective, very, very, very protective. I don't want anything to happen to anybody. I would rather something happen to me than to anybody else. So, is that is that you know, why was the reason you started personal training? Because I don't know how we got to that story, but that's interesting. Yeah, well, I was saying that um, you know from that moment on was when I got into to bodybuilding to to be better, to be stronger, to be to be faster to be prepared for anything that, that possibly could happen that you would want some, you know, more strength for. Um, and then from there, um, bodybuilding was the next thing that was on the list. And then I got into competing. And then from there, I just, the way that I guess I developed my body, a lot of people started reaching out and asking me this and asking that. And then I just, I literally just got my personal training certification. Um, so I'll be actually working with LA fitness, uh, here in Oakville, um, to start personal training so mm -hmm. but I was just just something that I just kind of fell into and I was like you know what I really enjoy helping people to reach their goals and to feel better and stronger and especially for women more confident about themselves so that I think is my my biggest driving force is helping others to achieve more confidence and self-confidence mm -hmm. and is that you that wasn't something you always wanted to do was it what was no. it before um before, I was just an executive assistant uh, at an outdoor advertising company. Um, and before that, I had gone to school for hotel resort administrations and operations. 
Um, and I was a, an event planner, a restaurant manager, um, and I wasn't really all that happy with it. Um, I like to help people and see them having a good time, and I'm very hospitable, and I like to entertain, um, which is why I got into event planning. But uh, it just it was more of something that was still sucking life out of me rather than breathing life into me and making me feel passionate about it. Whereas this now I realize how much I can actually help somebody in their day to day or how they view themselves. Because I mean, I've been a victim of my own, you know, self-sabotage and putting myself down and I know it's not a very good thing. So if I can help, you know, one person just turn, you know, a few thoughts around in the day to help them make themselves feel a little bit better than that, that means a lot to me. And was there like a, who kind of inspired you? Was it yourself or was there other people in fitness? Um, to, to help out, out, sorry, to help others. No, no, no. Like, uh, what was your kind of, uh, like, did you have someone who kind of brought you into fitness? Like, uh, either a mentor or someone you looked up to? Um, no. So I've always been um, very big into sports. I've always played basketball, volleyball were my two big sports that I love to play. Um, so I've always been very competitive. Um, I've always wanted to be in the gym and training. It's just more so in the last five years, was I able to do it more seriously? Um, and then I just had some uh, closer people around at the time that I was able to get some really good, solid information from. Um, and I've just been building on it from there and networking with a lot of other people. And that way, you helping others, is that like, how do you feel when people like thank you and stuff like that? I don't know. I feel that that's always a, everyone has a different reaction. Um, it's, uh, when somebody's just, you know, I, I've had quite a few women that have just been so over the moon with, being so thankful that it really, really, really like takes you back. And I will actually use this word because I hate how much it's being thrown around in fitness and everything, but it really is a humbling experience for someone to say, you know, Natalie, you, you changed my outlook on myself. You made me feel like I can do this again. You made me feel like, you know, I'm worth it. You made me feel like, you know, whatever it is, it really, it makes you take a step back and realize like I had an impact on somebody else's life and it's something for the positive, and they're going to carry that forward with them. It's, uh, I don't know how to put it into words. It's really addictive. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because, you know, you're providing inf not just information, but inspiration to others. And necessarily, they may not uh, reach out, but they'll always kind of be there. I don't know how to say it, but it's interesting that you had that thought. I always just feel, I don't know, I think... If anyone thanks me for anything, I just get embarrassed. It's not. <laughs> I'm just like, no. Nah. It's a hard thing to take in. Yeah, it's, it's not. I don't know. It doesn't make me uncomfortable, but I just feel very de defensive. I On guess. the spot. Like, you're not really sure what to say or how to react to no, it, really. I don't think there's. Nobody you for life. I don't, I don't know what. How, how do you react to someone thanking you for something? It's not. No, I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't taught how to do that as a kid. But it was just never, uh, like, we never had the conversation. So when someone thanks you for doing something, you just say thank you back or what? Like, it's it's confusing to me. But Yeah, no, I, I totally understand what you're saying. It's, it's like, it's something in life that, you know, somebody says thank you and you say you're welcome. But nobody tells you how to actually 
they deal with you know that emotion afterwards what are you being thanked for what did you do and like how do you say like you're welcome back or usually i always end up saying like like it's my pleasure because realistically it it is it's my pleasure to see you so happy yeah i used to say no problem like it was just- yeah i realized i used to do that too in the restaurant industry and then they said to me you know natalie you keep saying to people oh no problem no problem no problem but was it a problem that they came to to you with in the beginning or is it a solution that you were already offering yeah that's <laughs> it's so weird because it's like you say no problem and you're like well i actually did something but i just say that it wasn't it wasn't a big deal i used to say yeah. not a big deal either but that's yeah it's so hard to say. What are you supposed to say? I mean, usually you just say thank you, and especially when someone gets really emotional, I'm like, Ugh, I don't know what to say when you're very emotional, you know. But it's interesting. And yeah. do you feel like you know changing? Is that what you enjoy the most? Changing people's lives, exactly. You know what I mean? I do. Yes. Um, I've recently had a huge influx of um, mostly women and some men um, writing into me. Um, to just, you know, thank me for sharing my story and just putting out, you know, my little struggles or whatever it is that I go through on a day-to-day basis. Um, but, uh, no, the, the outreach has definitely been uh, been really, really, really crazy for, for people reaching out to say, hey, you know what, I may not have reached out to you before, but I just want to let you know that, you know, I do watch your posts and you are inspiring me. And I've had other people that have written in and said, you know, at one point in time I was ready to take my life but, you know, you just kept posting these, you know, I will overcome and you have to be your own light in the darkness and, you know, little things like that. And, and it really makes a difference to other people. So you really never know how many people you're reaching, who it is that you're reaching and how deep you're able to actually touch that person. Mm-hmm. And is that is that is that one of the reasons you started competing? Is that something because you felt like? you want to be kind of like the, the lead or like kind of show people that this could be done or how, how? Um, no competing was something that I got into. Um, mo- it was all for myself. Um, it was more to see if I could, if I could commit to the challenge of the hardcore discipline and, you know, giving up, you know, all of the normal things that other people do on a normal basis. And, you know, can't go up for coffee with your friends because, you know, you can't have sugar in it and, you know, you don't want to have coffee without your sugar or, you know, like you got to kind of be eating around every two and a half to three hours. So it was a lot of stuff like that was, it was more of a personal challenge to see if I could do it myself and how strong was I really mentally. And I am really glad that I did it because I got to see how strong I was mentally. And I learned that there was a lot of things about myself, um, that I took from from the very first time that I ever did it. So there's a lot of things that I learned about myself mentally, a lot of things I learned about myself physically, um, you know, as far as fat burning, what works for me, because um, it's, it's different for everybody, so. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a, another question that, you know, what is your, like, nutritional philosophy? Are you, I mean, there's so many things out there. I don't, I can't name them all, but, you know. Yeah, um, so I really try to keep things as simple, as simple, as simple as possible. Um, so when I'm dieting down for a show, um, I just eat the same things, you know, eggs twice a day, fish once a day, chicken once a day. Like that's that's basically it. But um, I mean, as far as right now, I'm not training for a show. 
So I'm trying to stay as balanced as possible. I'm trying to allow myself to eat, you know, whatever it is that I, I want at that time. But at the same point in time, you know, I'm trying to stay lean so that, you know, if a photo shoot does pop up, you know, I can say, okay, no problem. Like two weeks, I can get myself ready. Um, but I'm still, you know, enjoying myself and having a glass of wine with dinner if I want to, or having that piece of dessert afterwards or having pasta, white pasta, like, mm. you know, I'm, you have to, you have to allow yourself those things as much as we all want to be strict with ourselves. If you're still, I don't know, it's just food, like enjoy, right? You only got one chance to live each day once. So. Mm-hmm. And what is like, of course, you, just, you mentioned pasta, so I assume that's like a go-to thing, or are you a pizza uh, person? Does, what about this? I'm a big burger person. I want a big, juicy burger and fries and chocolate milkshake. That's my go-to. That's interesting. Most yeah. people like, you know, ice cream is always the number one. But I don't know. I feel like that's uh, interesting. Burgers. Hmm. Not, I'm not a burger person. I'm more of a pizza guy, but... It's interesting. And you, and what, like, you know, that you're aspiring to others and all this is, does it give you, do you feel comfortable, like, training everyone in nutrition and actual training? Um, well, for where I'm going to be at now um, with the LA Fitness in Oakville, they're, I'm not able to do nutrition because I don't have a nutrition certificate. Hmm. Um, but, um, I mean, if somebody came to me beforehand and was asking me for nutritional guidance, I definitely feel more than 100% confident in, in being able to give them the tools that they need to, you know, help to cut back, to start seeing where it is that their body is going to start burning fat and what's a good balance for them as far as carbs, fat, and protein. Um, I, I definitely won't shy away from something like that. Mm-hmm. And is that, and you competing, how long have you done that? Uh, it's two years now going on three and, and shows what was your first experience like was it something were you very nervous like I don't know I feel like that's what most people say yeah oh man before going on stage like you're standing there and you're all lined up and you're in this skimpy little jeweled up bikini and I'm a big tomboy so I don't really want a lot of glitter and stuff so going out there in that and then the fact of thinking fuck I got heels on as now, like as well, and like I got to turn around and like point my butt at the crowd and all sorts of things like that were going through my head. But then I just, you know, had to tell myself like, you know, we're all here because we were working so hard on building each one of these muscles, body individually, and that's what I'm here to showcase, and that's what people are here to look at. That's what I had to tell myself going out there over and over and over again was you know, you, you work this hard and you, you're here to showcase yourself. You're not showing off. You're here to showcase. And, you know, everybody else is all in the same boat and everybody is just as nervous as you are. Um, but uh, when I go out on stage, I get a nervous twitch in my corner of my mouth. It starts to, like, when I'm smiling, it starts to, like, constantly starts to twitch. And so, like, that is another big thing that is constantly on your mind is, can they see my face twitching? Mm-hmm. And what... Did have you ever tripped? That's like on stage. No. Okay. No, I've never tripped. I've never seen any girls trip on stage. Um, I do know of one person. She was out there and her heel broke, <laughs> and she, she still managed to pull off a top five placing. Oh yeah. So. And when you go through the show and everything, and 
like do you how how do you feel about the environment and uh, everything like that it, um so the the day of the show environment it's uh it's really 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 positive experience again so i mean everybody that's sitting there backstage in the pump up room or wherever they are in the hallways whatever it is everyone's looking at each other you know and everyone's petrified to be going out there and you know everyone's looking at each other in the same way like you know is this person look better than me? Are they in my class? Like, what's going on? Like, you know, what was their prep like? But, I mean, all in all, once everybody starts chatting with each other, it's really, really, like, a, a fun a fun environment. And, you know, sometimes I, I've, like, felt like telling my coach, like, you know, like, go away. Like, I'd rather just, like, sit here and be able to chit-chat with the girls and let my nerves be worked out that way. And, yeah, so the backstage environment's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That's also interesting. You mentioned you have a coach, and I think this is like a—I don't know if it's a new trend or it's something that everyone has a coach now. The coach has a coach to the coach, you know. Oh. Well, I'm—I'm uh, I'm gonna use the word coach term very loosely um, because it was uh, actually my husband who I'm divorcing. Um, so he was—he's uh, the person who I, I did learn majority of of my uh, bodybuilding knowledge from. Um, but um, I mean, was he? It wasn't really like you know, a coaching environment where you know I didn't have to stand and have, watch him do my posing or you know anything like that. It was more he just kind of gave me a little bit of guidance, whereas I kind of just ran with my own flow of things. So I did my diet, I did this, I did that, and I more or less just kind of run things by him until. I really took the reins and just kind of ran with it myself. And he was more just kind of like a voice in the background, I suppose. Yeah. Do, do you like doing it all by yourself? Like kind of the planning, the thought process? That, or- um, I do. Um, so I've never actually had that coach experience. Although with my next show getting ready, I think I am going to um, – get somebody to to be a coach because it, it does take a lot a lot out of the guesswork to have somebody look at you um who's not afraid of hurting your feelings to say natalie you're unbalanced your quads are too big this is too dominant you're too shredded you know what i mean so in that respect yeah i'm i'm definitely looking forward to to having a coach and having somebody take a lot of the guesswork out too of me saying you know am i too watery am i this am i that like to have that guessing game taken away is is a huge stress do you take criticism very well like if someone said hey you need to you know your glutes are a little off or like you need to work on your hamstrings not your glutes suck i'd be like what because at first be like yo i bust my ass for that like what are you talking about but i mean at the end of the day like i know that what they're telling me is not to you know make me feel bad about myself it's to say, hey, Nat, you know, you're probably not hitting this particular muscle properly or, you know, so I, I do understand that, you know, but at first it's kind of like, what? And it's like, all right, okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, that's always like taking criticism. Some people don't take it well. Like if you say, hey, your, your glutes are terrible, your hamstrings need work, you know, and you just start breaking it down because I feel like most of the time, you know, if you're training yourself, it's it's you don't have that outside perspective like on things that you need to improve on like you kind of have an idea of what you need to improve but you know when mm-hmm. someone else looks at you they can break you more apart just because of that yeah yeah i think you definitely have to go in 
um, with a tough skin and, and know that somebody is going to sit there and literally pull you apart muscle by muscle. And what's really difficult to hear about all of that is, is that we all think, well, like not everybody's going to sit there and think, oh, you know, I'm the best. I look the greatest, blah, 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 because you don't, you're always constantly looking for a, a place to make improvements on. But when somebody else has to start picking you apart, of course, you're going to take it to heart because you're the one that put on all that hard work. Mm-hmm. Or if the coach that you had before was making you work on other areas that you're already naturally dominant in, and then you have another coach that's going to come in and undo everything that was just done before, that I could see, you know, maybe getting a little bit hairy, but I haven't quite been there yet. So I can't really speak on that. I just, I don't I, I, I think it's more of like a Rubik's Cube and they're trying to solve the puzzle. Um, and yeah. everyone's puzzle is different. So they're just like, oh, I don't know what to do. So there, there is bad coaches out there. I'm not going to lie. Oh, uh, yeah. I think, I don't know. I, everyone make, gets a little mad. I say about 30, maybe 35% of them. Because it's not something, they're just kind of like, I don't know, when someone doesn't have their full force heart or whatever into it, it just, it feels a little lackluster. Yeah, absolutely. And is that, you know, a coach and all that, do you you think that, that, you know, when you compete next time, do you go into win or do you go into like have fun? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm competitive, so yeah, I do go into win. Um, but while I'm there, I'm not thinking in my head, I have to win, I have to win, I have to win. When I'm there, I'm having fun. So I, I guess you can say it's it's the best of both. But at the end of the day, you know, I want to go in to like, you know, win against myself, as everybody says. You know, I want to beat how I was last year. But I mean. Uh, to be honest, like everybody, everybody wants to win, mm-hmm. you know, nobody wants to walk away, you know, with nothing in their hands, but, um, but, uh, yeah, no, I guess, I guess I do do it for the, the competitive side. Is that, yeah, yeah. Cause I, I don't know, I feel like people either do it for fun. Like, you know, I just want yeah, to see how it's a very, goes. very solid line. Either you're doing it for fun or you're doing it because you want to move on with it and you want to carry forward with a, with a career. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's so many. I mean, of course, you can do bikini, but you can also do physique. You can, there's so many other IFF. You know, I mean, there's so many things that you could do. And some people go in to you know become a pro, go in there to be the best and really improve. And some people just like, well, I've never done it before. I've always wanted to try it, and they go out there. And it, it's interesting the different types of. I mean, it's only two mentalities, pretty much. I feel. Yeah. And it's interesting that, you know, when someone goes in there, like, I mean, I, I feel like I get nervous for y'all because it's like, what, like, y'all are going to step on the stage. Y'all are just going to, like, I, I couldn't imagine doing that myself. But it's just interesting that that kind of aspect, that mental state that you have to be in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've seen some girls backstage um, that are just, wigging out before they you know get all out there and i've seen some girls that had have been wigging out backstage and then the moment that they get on stage it's like it was their like their first time was as if they've been doing this forever mm-hmm. you know and th- that was kind of the experience that i had like as soon as i went out and i felt that that light hit me it was kind of like oh i'm actually really comfortable here like this is this feels good 
But then I've seen other girls go up there and they hit the glute pose. And the moment they hit the glute pose, one of their legs starts shaking like they're Elvis Presley. And it's just going and going and going and going because they're so nervous and so depleted. Mm -hmm. Do you, so you, you, once you get on stage, you kind of, it's kind of, is it calmness? What, what is the, the feeling that you have? Uh, for me, it's like, uh, oh man, for me, like as soon as I step out or my name's called or whatever it is, the moment that I feel that warmth of the light on me, it's, uh, everything just kind of like slows down and kind of, it's like a, a cool, calm, kind of like eerie feeling for me where it's just, I feel like it's just me up there and that light kind of blocks everything out. So you can't see anything. You can see the judges, but you can't see anything past them. And that's okay with me because I don't want to see anybody pass them. But so for me, it's like, it, yeah, it is. It's it's really calm and, and you're really calm. Mm-hmm. I, you don't crumble under the lights like a lot. I don't know. I feel like that's like where most people go. They're like, oh, crap. I'm in- no, no. It's like I see the lights and I'm like, okay, it's time to perform. Shoulders back. Stand straight, walk tall, one foot in front of the other. The only thing that I'm thinking in my mind is, because the bodybuilders all go on before, mm-hmm. is don't slip on the oil. Mm-hmm. You're in five-inch heels, and now there's dripping oil all over the stage, and you have to go up there and put your little finesse in, you know, and, like, kick your heels around and twist and turn, and, yeah. that That's the, my, my biggest fear is don't slip on the oil. And... Once you finish with the show and you you know you're done, how, what what is like the thing you do afterwards? You just like ah, oh, I just want to leave. The, the, you know, like what is it? Um, I you know what I think once everything is done and over with, it's been such a crazy day from like five o'clock in the morning until usually eleven o'clock at night. Um, I'm really tired. I just want to you know what friends or family that have come to watch. I just want to gather them all up go to bed mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's i think that's what most people think is because it's like such a long day it's so, it's so tough and i think the the worst part is probably being the last call which is like what 10 or 11 sometimes depending yeah yeah i mean up here in canada it's always bikinis the last and i'm usually in the tallest or the second tallest category so sometimes it's really 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 late yeah, and up at five o'clock in the morning, getting your makeup done, getting your hair done. So it's a lot of sitting around, a lot of pre-planning. Okay, got to eat my meals at this time. I'll probably be on stage at this time, so we have got to carve up at this time. Mm-hmm. And has a cut? I mean, I you've you've done photo shoots, you've done modeling. Does that help when you compete, or did you do that yeah. after? No, no. I, I, so I did the competing first and then the photo shoots afterwards. Um, but I definitely think that being comfortable in front of a camera or in somebody taking your picture is definitely going to help boost some confidence on stage for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always interesting because, you know, it's, you know, some people just don't want to be in front of a camera or, or they don't like speaking or, you know, there's a million things that people are afraid of. Um, so. I think that's interesting that you, you said that. And is that is when did you start modeling and why did you want to do it? Was it something you always kind of were like, oh, I love taking pictures or whatever? 
No, uh, I hated taking pictures. I used to be an introvert. Um, I never in a million years ever would have thought that I'd put myself up on stage like this. Um, so I've done a complete 180 for myself. Um, but again, it's all been things that have kind of just fallen into nothing that, um, that I said, Hey, you know what? I want to go out and do this. Let's make it happen. Um, so any photo shoot that I've done, uh, the photographer has approached me to do it. And then, so when we go there, it's just, you know, pick out a few outfits and then the photographer kind of, you know, sets you up with what kind of shoots he wants to take. And then we just kind of snowballed some ideas off of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Again, something else that just kind of fell all into place. But I, when I was getting into competing, I thought to myself, hey, you know what? If anything, I would love to, you know, like model clothing or, you know, do get paid for photo shoots because, you know, at first I was like, hey, you know, getting paid for photo shoots, it sounds really easy, but it's not. It's really, really, really tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, how poses that you see any girl in like a photo shoot like posing for, it's the most uncomfortable position that you're having to hold and it's so unnatural i can't even tell you how many muscles i've pulled doing photo shoots mm-hmm. trying to hold oh. a pose and thank goodness like the photographer has been really good and we'll do it in like one two three and then do it but like there's been other times where like okay now we got to redo it got to redo it and i'm like okay we need to take a break because i just can't twist like that yeah yeah that's interesting that you said that because a lot of people are like well it's easy you just go in go out you know, it's like really, they think it's a fast process, especially if they haven't done it. No. For example, if you go and look at my Instagram profile picture, the one um, I'm in like that pinup girl kind of pose holding the fit hat. Holy cow. I can't even tell you. By the time I was done that, my left side of my lower back was so sore from having to stand there and push the hip out one way and push your other shoulders out to the right. It was just... Yeah, when when the photo came out, I was like, "Wow, I'm surprised it actually looks good." Mm-hmm. And I think my face was like, <laughs> "Do you do like any yoga?" Because you know, I don't know. I feel like that would help for something like that. Yeah. You know what? It probably would help, but like any athlete that's in the bodybuilding, stretching is the number one thing we don't do. That we should totally do more of, because it totally would have helped me out if I was a lot more limber then. But yeah. I always I always suggest either hot yoga is number one because I mean you've never I don't think I, I I don't care who you are you could be the the greatest athlete in the world and you go in there you're gonna die in ninety minutes um, and you're gonna feel like like it's the hardest workout you ever done um, it, it's I think it's something that we need to do with our bodies because like a lot of people don't stretch and or do these awkward poses I mean. Um, we're very like stationary so it's like you know oh just move your hand like this you know but can you do like some fancy thing that you know you've never seen before or like you know, yeah stretching your body in strange ways yeah gives you that dexterity so i think that's yeah. important um, what do you do in terms of training wise is it you know are you like all weights or like what what, what do you do um, well, actually, that's a good question. Um, I'm having to change some things around because I've learned that, um, I can put on fat relatively easy, which means I can build muscle a little easier than, um, some of the other people. Um, so in that respect, uh, my quads are very dominant, like most people's are, um, but they sweep out really, um, like at a sharp point. So, 
Um, I'm trying to stay away from doing so many squats or anything that's really going to activate the quad. Um, so before I was all weights, 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 six days a week, weight training, cardio after training, cardio in the morning. Um, but now I'm having to dial it back a little bit and I'm trying out some new things and I'm working with doing a lot more plyos um, to help with, uh, you know, tightening up and uh, for, you know, helping to build the glutes and to bring down my legs just a little bit. Um, so in that respect, yeah, I'm having to dial it back a little bit. And I, now I'm not, you know, it's always, people always tell you, you know, you should always constantly be increasing your weights, increasing your weight so that you're constantly keep building. But I'm at a point where I don't want to keep building anymore. And if I do, I'm going to have to start moving out of the bikini category and moving into figure. And it's not something that I really want to do because I mean, the figure girls, as amazing as they are, I don't think I could carry that type of muscle on, on my frame. My frame is relatively small. Um, so I think it would take me a really, really, really long time to actually hit the levels that they do um, as far as muscle goes in order to be able to attain that look. Right now, I'm just kind of on the brink of if I were to build just a tiny bit more muscle, I might end up moving outside of the bikini category, but not quite big enough for a figure. So... I'm at that point. <laughs> so are you like in the point of maintaining or like bringing it down a little? Um, I will never agree to say that there is a, a maintaining stage because I feel like if you were to say, oh, okay, I'm just going to maintain what I have, you're going to end up losing it. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like you have a short little while where you can, you know, maybe dial it back for a, a month or two. Um, and pull back your intensity of your training, but otherwise you still have to keep up the intensity to keep the muscle on the body motivated to stay there. Because if you're not using it, you are going to lose it. Mm -hmm. So my, my intensity still has to be there. The weight still has to be there. So, you know, every so often I can allow myself a break. Um, but, but otherwise like, the intensity still has to be there, which is totally fine for me because I really enjoy you know, going in and saying, okay, I got an hour and a half to lay it all out. And I want to walk out of here just feeling like depleted, but knowing that, you know, mm -hmm. and how many killed there today? And how many times do you, do you go five days a week? Do you train five? Like what is your kind of schedule? Uh, I train six days a week. Um, so I go three days on one day off. And then three days on again. Yeah, so, I think not that bad. Yeah, I think more people need to do that. I feel like that's something, you know, most people are like, well, let's just take the weekend off or like, you know. Yeah, I know some people and I know some pros that just work out, you know, Monday to Friday and then take the weekend off. And that's cool. Like, you know, whatever works for everybody's schedule. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I enjoy the six days a week training. It's a good split for how, I have my muscle groups worked out that I'm working. Um, so, and I like that, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm going to train really hard. And then Thursday, I'm going to take off. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm in the gym. And then, you know, that really sh shitty Monday, I don't have to go because it's my day off again. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. so it's always alternating day off. And what do you do for, do you do cardio at all? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so I do cardio right now. I'm doing it three to four times a week. 
Um, so I do uh, 45 minutes to an hour in the morning. And then after my workouts, I'm doing about 20 to 30 minutes, depending on how much time I have left. And what do you do for cardio? Are you running? Are you rowing? Like what? Biking? My cardio consists of either walking on the step mill, um, and I'll do different variations on there just to make it more fun or more interesting or, you know, to get more of a, like a glute pump. I'll, you know, do kickbacks on the stair mill. Um, but otherwise, I my favorite cardio is the walking on the treadmill on the fullest incline. And, yeah, I'll just put my music on and I'll either, you know, you know chat with some people on Instagram that are writing into me, um, answer some emails, visualize my goals, my future, um, stuff like that. So the, the cardio that I take in the morning um, is usually the time that I, I like to um, to plan and to visualize because, you know, it's releasing all of those endorphins and everything. So I feel like it's a really good time of uh, self-reflection, basically. Mm-hmm. And what is the your what is your future look like, just in your mind? What's your vision? My vision. Um, so I've had a, a bit of a rough go the last few years. I'm actually um, a domestic abuse survivor. Um, so I actually really am trying to um, use my platform and build my brand as Natalie Carvalho um, to help other women. Um, to maybe get out of a situation or to start reaching out and asking for help and, you know, to not feel embarrassed about it and to not feel stupid and for, you know, people to maybe look at me and say, hey, you know what, she did it and, you know, her life was plastered all over the internet with her husband at the time and, you know, for people to actually see, you know, one side of things and actually realize that something else is really going on behind the scenes. Um, I really want my platform, um, you know, to reach out to to women, you know, men as well, because it does happen to them, too. Um, but that's essentially what, how I'm gearing towards, you know, building my brand. Um, it's not just about fitness and having a healthy lifestyle. Um, it's about building confidence and self-esteem within, you know, other women so that, you know, if they see something happening or, you know, if this is maybe happening to them at their home, you know, maybe building some confidence or going to the gym and working it out is going to help them, you know, take the steps required to, to, to find a safer place or to, to, to take steps to start leaving. Mm-hmm. And is that, you know, I'm not, not really, I, I don't know how to say this because it's, it's so difficult to put into words, but like, how do you get out of a situation like that? Oh, it's, um, honestly, I think it's probably one of the toughest things that I think anybody would really have to face because, um, what goes along with abuse is a lot of lying and a lot of manipulation. Um, so I feel like you're almost brainwashed into staying brainwashed into thinking that this is the way that your relationship is. And, you know, you're just kind of used to it. So, to pull back the veil on yourself is really difficult. Um, I think it generally starts out as a conversation that you're having with people that may kind of realize that something is a little bit wrong and either someone's going to realize right away that something's not right and they're going to start posing the questions to you, or it's going to be something that you're going to wake up one day and say, you know what, something's not right. And I'm going to start talking to people about it. And I started talking to my doctor um, just about certain little things that were happening. And that's when I kind of started to realize, Hey, you know what? Kind of being taken for a run here. So, but it, it, that first step of acknowledging it 
is definitely the most difficult. And I don't really know how to tell somebody how to do it for themselves. You know what I mean? It's something that they have to just kind of discover themselves. Because if somebody came to you and said, hey, you know what? I think that this is what's happening to you. You're going to totally back off and be like, what are you talking about? And, and you're going to shut down. Well, you, but if, yeah. if you learn it and if you, if you figure it out on your own and say, hey, you know what? I feel like me as a person is being like, you know, stepped on emotionally or physically or whichever way it is. Um, then that's going to start to resonate within yourself. And it's really difficult. You know, most people don't end up doing anything about it because they don't know how or they don't know where to go or they feel embarrassed. So acknowledging it is is definitely the, the most difficult, I think. And is it hard to get into other friendships, other relationships afterwards? Most definitely. Um, I definitely have a lot of, um, I don't want to say trust issues, but I do have a, a more difficult time of... Um, trying to open up to people or to, you know, sometimes something could be said where I might take it the wrong way and immediately I'll, I'll kind of shut down and say, Hey, you know what? I don't really, you know, I don't really want to participate in this conversation or immediately I just kind of want to like leave because, you know, something reminds me of something that I'd been through and I'm like, just get out of here. Yeah. That's always hard for me because like, I, it's like, you know, I have guests and all these guests on my, I don't know what buttons not to press. Like, it's like, you're a human being, so, like, it's like, should I click this? I, like, it's like me trying to figure, not figure you out, but, like, understand you. Yeah, but hey, you know what, though? I think anyways, is if you can get somebody talking about something, you know, you might be able to pull out, you know, something from them that, you know, one of the listeners are going to be listening to, and it, that might resonate with them that, you know, might not hit somebody else, or, you know, as long as there's conversation you know, going on about it, I, I think that's that's definitely one of uh, the best ways to get conversation buzzing, you know, someone to say, hey, I heard Natalie chatting on, you know, the Two Americans podcast, and, you know, she went through this or whatever, and, you know, that, that conversation alone can carry can carry some weight. Yeah, that's, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, I don't like it, because it's like, you know, I mean, there's 88, I think this is 70, so there's probably like 70 hours of me speaking I'm sure I've said something terrible. Uh, it's I think it's impossible to not talk that much and everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Not make a mistake. I mean, sometimes I'm like, oh, did I really say that? I didn't. I, I didn't mean that. Or like, you know, when someone you, you say you say a fact and you later on you find out it's not real, or like you know, you're <laughs> you're, you're you're saying something that you don't understand, and uh, of course people will send you stuff and say hey well you're, you're wrong about this i'm like okay cool all right but I, I don't know i enjoyed the conversation the discussion i think everything i don't think there should be anything not to talk about because Absolutely. when you create when you create taboo or whatever you know like you're not supposed to talk about that you know you're not supposed to talk about violence or but this or that did talk about all of that so whatever it is whatever is taboo to not be talked about I think all of those things should be turned over and talked about. Because mm -hmm. I feel like shining a light or whatever you call it, like putting, exactly. you know, it might help someone, uh, uh, you know, because I feel like there's a lot of things you just don't know about people. I mean, like, unless you ask them, because, you know, how are you supposed to know something if you don't know what questions to ask? So Yeah, 
exactly. I mean, like, look at um, the whole big boom around like mental health and talking about that. Before that would have been kind of not a taboo thing, but something that most people wouldn't really necessarily talk about because they didn't know anything about it. But we won't know anything about it until people start talking about it. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I, I find it great. And I find you fascinating. I mean, ever, I, 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 I say that, I mean, it, it's something that I think is interesting. I also, like, is that, I like that jacket. I don't know. Where's that jacket from? Uh, this is a boss. This is um, boss supplements. Um, so they're a fantastic new supplement company up here in Canada and uh, they're, they're growing very, very quickly. Oh. And they're, they're amazing bridging, bridging you know the gap between the fitness and the communities and they're getting involved with volunteering and pulling together you know different door prizes and crashers and all sorts of different things to you know get people involved in in what they are and um it's fantastic because they're just a group of young guys that just decided hey you know what the fitness is so huge you know we can get involved in doing this and offering people you know competitive or if not better prices um to help get people you know the supplements that they need to help you know get them to their goals so 